You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Life still triumphs over death. Love still triumphs over hatred. Sharing triumphs over greed and inclusion. It triumphs over our fears of our differences. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 463. Our title this week is On the Foal of a Donkey and our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21, 1 through 11. That's uh, the Palm Sunday passage, Palm Sunday approaching uh, this weekend. So it reads, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them, bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that your sovereign needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, Say to daughter Zion, See, your sovereign comes to you, gentle, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of your sovereign! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So again, this coming week uh, is Holy Week for many Western Christians, and it begins with with, uh, Palm Sunday. and, And Palm Sunday commemorates Jesus's entry into Jerusalem the the Sunday before his execution on the Friday that we now call Good Friday. And and the story of Jesus entering into Jerusalem in our reading this week, um the version that we find in Matthew, remember it's also found in each of the synoptic gospels in Mark 11, 1 through 11 and Luke 19:28 through 40. Matthew's version of this story It's adapted from Mark's version. It uses two passages from the Hebrew scriptures, and I want to take a moment to read those this week as well. Uh, The first one is Zechariah 9, 9 through 10. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, riding and righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem. The battle bro will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. 
And um, the second passage is from Psalms 118, 25 through 27. Uh, Lord, save us, or translated Hosanna. Lord, grant us success, another way of translating Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. So, as we read from Matthew's Gospel this week, I've chosen in in Matthew's reading to use the word sovereign instead of Lord. Words matter, and and too often when Christians read the word Lord, they read it as, as a purely religious term. But when the Gospels were written, when Matthew was written, it was much more a political term. There are political implications in our passage, not simply religious ones. Jesus was contrasting fidelity to the God of the Torah the people's sovereign with the elite's complicity with the Roman Empire and their 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 choosing Caesar as their sovereign. And although th- although this complicity with Roman imperialism again it brought great privilege or great benefits to the elites in Jesus society, it did immeasurable damage to the rural agricultural farming families as well as the the urban poor and the working classes the the benefits to the 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 few and the powerful those benefits came at the at the expense of the masses and Jesus was offering another way for his society to function to care for the marginalized and to practice a a preferential option for those who were being most harmed at that time. I believe that using the term sovereign in our passage this week, it highlights that contrast between the politics of Jesus and the politics of Rome. Who are you going to choose as your sovereign, Caesar or or the God of the Torah? The Synoptic Gospels, it called people to make that choice between whom they would embrace as their sovereign, the God of the Torah, as Jesus presented him, or, or or Caesar, and today we can make simpler, similar similar um, similar comparisons. I think that though that those comparisons are worth uh, uh, just a slight word of caution here. It's not enough, um, as as many popular Christians do today, to simply say something like Jesus versus America uh, and make those kind of contrasts. That language, again, it's very popular among some Christians, but it doesn't go far enough, and it risks making both America and Jesus in our own image. If if you your Jesus is compassionate and just, that might not seem too bad. It might work for you, but but too often it ends up just simply trying to affirm uh, your own prejudices or bigotries. And again, that isn't enough. We need to contrast the ethics and the values that we read, name those ethics and values that we read in the Jesus story with the, the political, social, and economic options that we have before us today. Our, our, our work has to go again to, deeper to this depth. I think we have to compare 
Jesus's ethics of compassion, of resource sharing, of wealth redistribution, uh, egalitarianism, nonviolence, universal love, and more with the rule of the wealthy and the privileged, with authoritarianism, with the economics of capitalism and socialism, democratic socialism, and, and others that are prevalent in our world today. These are the, con we actually have to name those contrasts. And I also find current interpretations of Psalms 118 and Jesus' death, which is at the end of, of Holy Week, I find those problematic. In our original context, Psalms 118, remember, it's a triumphal psalm. It speaks of, of obtaining victory over the surrounding nations. I want to go back and read some of that contrast in Psalms 118, 10 through 17. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. So why is this Psalms? If you look at the context, um, I mean, I understand. Well, why is this Psalm chosen? To, to represent Palm Sunday in the Gospels. First, Jesus doesn't enter Jerusalem as a warrior returning from a military victory. And second, there's this last phrase that I will not die but live. This doesn't seem to be the way that Jesus' week ended at all. Jesus doesn't gain the victory over Rome in the story, but instead ends up on a Roman cross. By the end of the week, Rome wins. So, so again, this is why for me, the resurrection is such an important story element. The, the resurrection tells us that the crucifixion of Jesus on a Roman cross, it was not the divine intention. It was Rome's doing. It was an act of, of state violence intended to, to silence or to, to stop Jesus. And yet, this unjust execution ends up three days later being a mere interruption. It fails to stop Jesus. The resurrection undoes and reverses and, and triumphs over everything that was accomplished through Jesus' death and causes Jesus' teachings to live on in the lives of his followers. And this is why, for me, the, the resurrection is much more saving then Jesus is dying. Jesus didn't simply come to die. He, he, he came to show us how to live. And even though he was murdered and his modeling and, and demonstration ignored, life still triumphs over death. Love still triumphs over hatred. Sharing triumphs over greed and inclusion. It triumphs over our fears of our differences. Rather than associating Jesus with the, the psalmist's words, uh, I, I will not die but live, I think we could imagine Jesus upon his triumphal entry instead, say, instead saying things like, uh, at their hands I may die, but nonetheless I will live. 
And scholars are divided on whether the historical Jesus actually did the things in this week's story or whether Mark created a narrative that Matthew and Luke copied later. Personally, I find a lot of, of, of life in imagining a Jesus who, who, taking his own cue from Zechariah 9, uses Zechariah's form, that, that donkey, to, to protest how Roman imperial rulers would enter into towns like Jerusalem upon their entry. Um, his, Jesus' arrival on a donkey, it, it signals to the, the listeners of this gospel a contrast with the way that Pilate and others would have ridden into Jerusalem riding a military war horse followed by uh, military forces parading Roman banners. Jesus' vision and the synoptic gospels for how we organize human society was so different, radically different than Rome's. And it was these two ways of shaping a society, whether of, of domination and exploitation and control, or whether through to, to, to organize society through things like mutuality and <clears throat> sharing and equality and, and a distributive justice for all, even those that Rome's present system marginalized and made vulnerable. And it's these this contrast, I think, that can speak into our justice work today. Again, I've chosen to use the term sovereign in this week's reading to, to contrast the Jesus of Matthew's Gospels uh, with, uh, with, the, with other sovereigns like Rome that the Jesus community saw competing for, for Jesus followers' fidelity. And remember, form functions. Whatever form we use for God or however we choose to, to characterize Jesus in the scriptures, it always translates into political, economic, and social functions that can shape our world uh, either into being a, a world that's safe for everyone or, or, or uh, one that's not. A and the hope is that whatever form we choose, <clears throat> that it will function to shape a world that's safe for, for people, whatever their class, whatever their gender or gender expression, whatever their race, their ethnicity, or sexual orientation. And alternately, those forms, if we're not careful, if we're not uh, intentional, they those form the forms that we choose. They can function to politically, economically, or socially marginalize some people while privileging or empowering others. So today, what form for Jesus and the divine do you see that could bring the most justice and healing for us? Heart group application number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what form for Jesus and the divine, again, um, could bring the most justice and healing for you? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your, your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please like and subscribe to this podcast through whatever podcast platform you're using, and consider taking some time to give us a review there. This helps others find this podcast as well. 
And I also want to remind you, we are partnering in a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Todd Ledern and I will be talking about uh, the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about uh, each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just talking as in justice, and that during our brief conversation each week, you'll be inspired to also do more than just talking. If you if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, uh, check it out. You might like it. And you can you can find again just talking each week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. And please like and subscribe and hit the notification button there. Leave us a comment. And if you'd like to reach out to us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach Reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. My new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now available at renewedheartministries.com as well. Right where you are this week, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.